See, I like the natural light that daytime brings. It looks nice. See? You look nice. ready for TV, Marcus Lashot. I still have my makeup on. Yeah, yeah you do. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I mean, you're handsome with, this is my with day or without it. It's my day and uh, evening makeup. So, Sorry. this is Carcon Carne. It's a food podcast recorded in a car. I'm James Van Osel. My guest today, Marcus Lashock from the WGN TV Morning Show. In the back seat is Gabby from Born Ken over on uh, Western Avenue, home of the Hibarito. Ground zero for the Hibarito sandwich, the Puerto Rican delight originated in Chicago. I should say that Carcon Carne is presented by the Audubon Mazda of Evanston, 1015 Chicago Avenue, right there by Chicago and Maine. Uh, their cars, man, the technology, the ultimate in mobile connectivity. Uh, they describe their cars as stylish sanctuary. Totally agree. Go to the Autobarn Mazda of Evanston. They're really good people. I got my last two cars there. Uh, take a test drive. Autobarn Mazda of Evanston. Gabby from Borenken. Marcus Lashock. Are you ready to do Carcon Carne? I am. Let's do it. It's Carcon Carne. Let's eat in the car. It's Carcon Carne. This is funny. As we're doing the Facebook Live, uh, Giorgio just checked in and said, I can smell the garlic from here. <laughs> I was going to say, can you smell it? Can you smell it? Right before we started recording, uh. I said, this this is going to be a smell that just clings to the car for, for a little while. It really wow. is, but that's the best part. It's and the your best clothes. Part. It'll, it'll stay on the clothes. Yeah, oh no. Yeah, for sure. I, <laughs> uh, thank goodness Marcus is done with his TV responsibilities for the day. Yeah, because yeah, you'd, you'd be unbearable if you went back to the studio. Sorry, I was just po- I was just sharing your Facebook Live onto oh, my you. Facebook. You're so, so nice. I'm trying to keep it going here. Uh, did All you right. bring, did you bring your Emmys? Uh, no, they're at home. Hmm. They're uh, they're currently where are they? They're sitting on like a dresser or something. Um, one's probably propping open a door somewhere. <laughs> now this is the award winning Marcus Lashak, mm-hmm. uh, former WGN Employee of the Month. Uh, yes. Now, wow, was, you're going way back. That was like nine, nine and a half years ago or something. Was that the moment when Larry Potash was put in his place when you uh, won that award? It was the, for a long time, it was a running joke with Paul Conrad. Like, uh-huh. He wanted to be Employee of the Month so bad, and he never was. And it was kind of a running bit. And I started working there, I think a month, my second month at WGN, I was named Employee of the Month. Because I had some, I had a blog at the time, and it and it did like a million page views. It was doing like a ridiculous amount of page views back then. And so they gave me Employee of the Month, and it was this huge to-do because he was like, Hey, he's been here for 10 minutes, and he's Employee of the Month. <laughs> well, from a blog that had 10 million page views, here we are at Carcone Carnage. That's right. Your career backslide begins right now. That's right. Here it is. It kind of peaked early. <laughs> right. You're I, done. I, I peaked early, and uh, it's okay. So Gabby is here from Born Ken in the backseat. Uh, Born Ken, home of the Hiberito, it is a sandwich that I mentioned started here in Chicago. I thought you mm-hmm. could give history on this delicious sandwich, this Puerto Rican sandwich. Yes. So it was created by my uncle, Peter Figueroa. Um, I want to say in the 1990, actually. Um, and, you know, he had the restaurant on California, Borinquen Restaurant. That was the original. And he opened that in 1987. I'm going to go ahead with that date. Um, and then, again, 90s, he uh, created that sandwich, and, and it just blossomed from there. It became so popular um, that they started using it in all Puerto Rican restaurants. It just... It, it just went crazy. I mean, it is crazy that this 
Puerto Rican staple originated in the city of Chicago. Mm-hmm. Although the Puerto Rican community is huge. Yeah. I had no Chicago. idea that you created that. Yeah. I thought that mm-hmm. it was, you know, you you served them, but I thought it went like back to Puerto Rico and everywhere else. Oh, this is ground zero. Thing. This no. is wow. it. Yeah. yeah, ground zero. Yeah. It is the best Iberito. It of is. All the ones I've had, there's just nobody makes it quite like you guys make it. It's yeah, not Yeah, I the mean, same. everybody definitely puts their own spin on it. Mm-hmm. Um, they cook the steak differently or they'll use different cheese or anything, but we are the originals. All right, so explain what is on a hibarito. So it's a plantain, fried, flattened. Um, we Now, plantain, for, for those who don't maybe know, those are like, they look like bananas. They look like bananas. But they're not sweet like a banana. Definitely not sweet. Um, very starchy. Um, yeah, they're, I, I really can't describe the taste. They're just not sweet. They, we do have a sweet banana, the maduro, um, which we actually have a hibarita. Um, it's a sweet plantain, hibarito, basically. Mm-hmm. And um, that one's pretty popular also, although the name isn't really out there. Um, but yeah, the the plantain is is its own kind of uh, banana. So it's plantain instead of bread. Mm-hmm. And then inside you have steak? Steak, it's, it's your choice. The steak is the original. It's the most popular. Um, we also have the roasted pork. We have a uh, chicken fried fried off the bone we have the chicken breast it's also really popular we have a vegetarian and we also have shrimp which is amazing now for today marcus and i are going big marcus is going classic mm-hmm. going steak i'm going with the pork yes and your recommendation yeah uh, you also brought out some puerto rican sodas yes neither of which have been tried by marcus or me no. before yeah so, which we did not create we have a cola champan that's cola champan. um yes a is puerto rican Oh, I'm having this one, I think you said. Yep. And then we have uh, Malta, which is a malt drink. Look at that. Here we go. So anything particularly uh, different about this? or what's what? How would you describe the flavor? Um, I would... Oh, I don't know. I'd go kind of with like a Dr. Peppery, maybe. This is interesting. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's I, good. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's really good. <laughs> I really it's like it. It's just good. It's good O. It's good O. That's next level uh, now, good. She said that this one was the acquired taste. The, it is. The malt it is. She's right. It, She's that's right. Like, yeah. It's not like malt liquor, is it? What is that? No. no it, um, it tastes like like a thin syrup. Yes. Like a, a thin like pancake syrup. Yeah, I know in Puerto Rico, I've never had it this way. I know that they, drink, they mix it with milk. I could see that. Yeah. All right, bring on the garlicky hiberitos because I know we're on borrowed time All with right, Gabby. So the top is the steak, and we put our Puerto Rican arroz con gandules yeah. in there with for you as well. Now, this is something they would never oh, want you to do on gosh. WGN, would they? What? Eat, eat on camera like this or eat that? <laughs> oh, yeah, no, never. And then that's the roasted pork. And I also have some homemade um, salsa, which we call the hibara sauce. Look at that. The, the, the <laughs> video doesn't do this justice. No, I mean, it, it really smells. doesn't. And the, you get the, this is the garlicky <laughs> stuff that's smeared on the top. Yeah. It's like a, is it a garlic butter or do you, what, what do you do with the garlic to get it like spreadable like that? Uh, we blend it. We just blend garlic. You blend it. Yep. Mm-hmm. You blend it with anything else? Like with Olive butter? Oil. Yeah. Olive oil. I don't know if you guys are into hot sauce, but that's, yes. it's, it's a little spicy. Not too much. It's not overbearing. I like my hiberito how it is. But do you want extra hot sauce? Oh, you buy napkins. No, okay. I don't I mess with forks. don't mess with the original. Marcus, forks. All right. Okay, this is. Woo. It's been a while since I've had one of these. 
They're the best. A coworker of mine is a uh, big Green Bay Packers fan. And I'm, of course, a Bears fan. And we always had, uh, for a long time, I used to work the evening shift, and we had a Kiburito bet on Bears-Packers. So whoever, like twice a year, you know, we'd have, twice a bear season, we'd have a Kiburito. And so whoever won had to pay. So if I Bears won, she had to pay for the Kiburitos. And nice. Seems only right. Great story. Right. All right, so, what, so what's in the rice, Gabby? Uh, the sausage? rice is just, um, yeah, what we call salchichon. Um, it's a type of sausage. And then um, just like it's... It's what we call sofrito. So we put onions and um, green peppers, red peppers, and kind of blend it all up to where mm-hmm. it's like in a chunky consistency. Talk and then um, we cook it with the rice. What's that? Can I eat? Yeah, dude. No, all right. <laughs> this, this is what people pay to see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Marcus, when you were doing Metro Mix, did you ever get tired of seeing yourself all around Chicago? See, my, like were, see myself? I feel like you were everywhere. Um, well, that was part of the job. We were on five nights a week. Mm-hmm. Live show five nights a week, and we were bars, restaurants, clubs, whatever was opening. That mm-hmm. was where we were going to be. So, mm-hmm. man, just to think about all the places we went and how much work there was. We had such a small staff to do a live show like that every night. You were it everywhere. Was crazy. I mean, we were that, everywhere. That's, that's how I first became aware of you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you became the de facto Chicago guy on TV. You were omnipresent. Wow. It was still TV, though. <laughs> but I was I was watching. <laughs> I mean, right. I, I, you can't overstate the value of local content. No. And that, no. that was as distinctly local as it got. It was, and it was... Uh, it was yeah, I love where I'm at now, and I love mm-hmm. our show, but... I think so many of us, we've all kind of gone our different ways, everyone from who worked at Metro Mix with me, and I think a lot of us look back at that time. At the time, you know, you don't realize sometimes when you're in the middle of something right? how much fun you're really having. Totally agree. And then later on, as the stakes get higher, the ratings get bigger, there's more responsibility, and you can't take as many chances as you could when you were on the cable station. You could throw anything you wanted up against the wall, just go in the back room with the camera and put something together and just put it on TV and see what happened. It's harder to do that, mm-hmm. you know. So it was a, uh, it was a lot. It was a lot of fun, and we had a really. It was a great time. I think in all of our lives, the ages we were all at. Um, well, you look perpetually good. like perpetually twenty five. Maybe yeah, maybe it's the makeup. So. It's the makeup that I'm mm-hmm. still wearing. <laughs> right, uh, Gabby. This is ridiculous. It's so I, good. I, I'm eating it with a fork because otherwise it will be a disaster. Yeah, it gets a little messy. I think messy adds to the experience, though. It does. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it, there's another level of challenge when you eat it in a car out of yeah, a styrofoam sure. container, <laughs> which is... It might have gotten messier. I actually requested it be put in the styrofoam so it's easier for you guys to eat in the car. But the other the thing that you're missing is when you eat the Hiburrito with your hands, you can smell the Hiburrito for about four days. <laughs> yes, right. yes. On your hand. You're marked. Every time. You just lift your hand up above your waist and you're yeah. like, oh, yeah, I remember the Hiburrito I yeah. ate three There's weeks no ago. There's no hiding what you ate for sure. No. Mm-hmm. So, oh, it's delicious. Going back to the WGN morning show, mm-hmm. uh, are there other shows on during that time slot? I mean, it, this is this Very is like a dynasty. This is like the Bulls in the 90s. This is the Blackhawks in the aughts. This is WGN morning show is indomitable. Yeah, I think it's because it, I mean, it is a unique Chicago show. Very much. And, you know, particularly, you know, when it launched, it was up against Today Show, Good Morning America. Mm-hmm. And I grew up, I mean, gosh, that was 20, almost 25 years ago now. 
the show launched, and I was watching it when it launched. I was younger, but uh, just to have that kind of counter-programming and to be able to develop something that is unique to, feels like when you turn it on, you feel like you're watching people who get the city, who yep. get who get just to the area. Again, you can't there's overstate no, the value of local. Yeah, and there's but there's also no, there's no BS with mm-hmm. us. Like, people ask all the time, what's Robin like? What's Larry like? They're like what you see. Like, that's what makes the show successful. I don't think it's a really secret recipe or anything. It's just you've got people who are great people, great personalities, and they're just able to be themselves on television. Well, I, I think there is a secret recipe. And from my vantage point as a viewer, it's that balance between entertainment and mm-hmm. news. Right. And be able to switch on and off effortlessly as news really dictates, or as the moment right. dictates. And when I first started, our news director at the time, Greg Caputo was his name, and he told me, it's like the success of the show, everyone goes to the comedy bits and everything else. So the success of the show is that when something hits the fan, mm-hmm. you trust that sh- you trust right. our show. Mm-hmm. And you will come to us for news. And you stay for the fun. But without being able to trust us and know that we are giving you the information that you need, the show would not be as successful as it is. And he was, he was right about that, I think. Totally agree. Gabby, how much longer do we have you for? Um, if if you guys don't meet, need me, I mean, I, I know you're on borrowed time. <laughs> but all right, we'll, we'll we'll let you go. Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much. Yes. For, uh, no, no, thank you guys for coming by. I just got to by. the cheese. Right, and if people have had it, because there's some places by me that do he burrito. Like, there's no he burrito like this. I appreciate that. So if that. you haven't had the Barinkin he burrito, you haven't had one. Like yeah. this is nobody does the plantains right. Mm-hmm. Like you get the plant. I don't know what your secret is, but however you do it, you well, guys like, have it right. It's yeah. that melty American cheese that's mm-hmm. mixing up with the, uh, the the pork and the the garlicky mayonnaise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is this is fantastic. And the great thing is, I took today off. I've got a nap in my future. There you go. I, I'm, I'm living right. the Marcus Lashock life right. this afternoon. I'm going right to bed after lunch. All right, Gabby, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. All right, thank so here's you. what's going on Facebook Live. Uh, we're going to continue recording for the podcast, which will be be, uh, be available on carconcarne.com and iTunes, etc. Uh, but we're going to turn the video off. Please uh, watch out for the podcast. That'll be coming later tonight. That's Gabby from Born Ken. That's Marcus Lashak. Both of them are delights. All right, <laughs> thank, thank you, you for so watching much. on Facebook Live. Bye-bye. Bye. And we're officially at the halfway point of Carcon Carne. Carcon Carne, presented by the Audubon Mazda of Evanston. Okay, back to the show and Marcus Lashak from WGN Television. Are, are you very much that roller coaster enthusiast I see in video? Yeah. So when did that start? Was that like from childhood on? Yeah. I. Gosh, my the one thing about our station, our job is they let us kind of pursue our interests, and um, particularly our show. Everyone has their like niche thing that they kind of geek out about. Mm-hmm. And I've always been a big coaster nerd. Uh, Complete from the time I was a kid, going to Great America with my dad. And I always loved roller coasters. I loved learning about roller coasters, about the science behind them. Um, I was really scared to get on a lot of rides until I was in about like fifth or sixth grade is when I first started going on roller coasters. And since then, man, I've just been, I've been hooked. And I think because I'm kind of a nervous person, I have a little bit of anxiety about a lot of things. But knowing the engineering behind these rides, the safety features and mechanisms that are there, understanding how they work, I can get that thrill. There's that adrenaline rush that comes. 
with a with a coaster. It, does the rush yeah. come for you as you're making the ascent? Because that that's when I feel like my body is on high alert when I'm when you're going up those tracks. The the click 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 before the drop. That moment before you hit. Hit, hit top speed. Yeah, I think that's for me. It's more excitement. Like some people talk about that as uh, nervousness. That nervous energy comes out, <laughs> like the heberito that just mm-hmm. poured all over all, all your mouth. Mm-hmm. But to, that's the exciting moment, right? The drop to me is the depending on what kind of ride it is, of course. But like the drop, the first drop is everything. That's where if you're a coaster designer, that's where you grab your audience right you right. got the people in there and that's where you really blow them away and then mm-hmm. that the the ticking going up the hill the, with the up stop that's going down that's keeping you from falling backwards and it's just uh it's the way it's always been done and uh coasters go back to homewood illinois there was a pioneer uh inventor true. of roller coasters there and um who invented a lot of those safety features and everything else so so it's for a visitor to Great America, what's the? I mean, there are a couple there that just look horrifying that mm-hmm. I can't even get in line for. But what's the mid level? Somewhere, somewhere in between the demon and what's that one that just shoots right up into space? Uh, vertical velocity. Yeah, that looks terrifying. Uh, the the one they're building will be the the terrifying acceleration. There'll be nothing like it in North America, acceleration wise. Zero to eighty-five miles an hour in a second and a half. <laughs> nope. What's that called? I mean, one one thousand. You're going eighty miles an hour. It's crazy. There's no other. There's no other ride like that in the Can't U.S. That kind of acceleration. Um, it's called Max Force that they're building. But I'll tell you, my favorite ride at Great America is Wizard. Have you been there? Oh, it's the classic. I mean, it's yeah. been there the longest. There's there's no other ride. That's the only ride of its kind now. And that's like a starter world. starter coaster yep. for, for the whole family. It's a starter coaster, but if you're an adult, you can enjoy every second of it. I agree. It's thrilling enough. It's just a fun, unique thing. When you were dating your girl, that's a ride you wanted to go on because, you know, she sits right in your lap on the ride. And Absolutely. Just, you know, there's so many great things with that. I go there with my kids and my kids. It's like you're sitting on a family ride. It's just a great bonding experience and when that thing comes back in you see everyone's face just so happy being on the everyone's ride. kind that's of laughing it's all about it's mm-hmm. what it's all about i love that ride that is the ride there that's awesome yeah I, you know i i've tried you know i have kids i've tried to go back to great america i think i've hit a point age-wise where i can't do coasters anymore like my equilibrium just right gets so knocked out of whack the problem is you stopped you can't stop riding and I talk to people who are eighty something years old and still going on, still riding all the time. You got to keep it up. That's your body because the fluid or whatever your body's just used to it. Then you walk away from it long enough, then you get back. I, like for example, if I go on a swing set with my kids, I get sick, I get nauseous. It's that motion, right? Yeah. But when you're, I think when you're younger, you're doing that all the time, so you're used to it. But then after a while, when you stop and I get back on it now, I'm That's with interesting. you. Interesting. I know. So looking back. On WGN TV, looking back on Metromix, looking back on everything you've done online, what are some highlights? What things stand out for you? Um, gosh, my job has changed so much from when I started. I really started Metromix was, you know, an entertainment show when we started. Stuff that was around town. I did a lot of the junket interviews, kind of what <clears throat> Dean does now on WGN. Mm. Going to places and interviewing stars and celebrities, that was cool. You know, that was, it was cool when I was younger 
just to see to learn how that whole machine works, right? Oh, that yeah. whole promotional and machine. And it's a machine. Yeah, and you've seen it in radio too. Just you're you're lined up for us in TV. You're lined up in a hotel room outside of a hallway, and in the hotel room is The Rock. Right, you're waiting your turn for your four minutes with The Rock. Somebody goes, Fox goes in front of you. NBC goes after them, CBS, then you. And you sit down in the chair and you sit down. You have like two seconds to greet The Rock. And then you've got four minutes on tape and then they hand you the tape and then you leave. It's just this whole well-oiled machine. And these guys are traveling all over the world doing that for however long, oh, yeah. promoting their movie. So it was good. It, those, were, those were fun experiences. And... Um, Gosh, that feels like so long ago. But, yeah, so just things have changed for me so much. And then we started doing so much food coverage and doing our food show and then going to WGN. And now I'm anchoring the news some days, which is That's wild. Awesome. To think. I know. It's it's really – it's been it's been great. And I've had the best managers who – and I walk into my manager's office and say, you know, I think I'd like to try to anchor the news. And they sit down with you and say – one, I think she would tell me that's absolutely never a possibility for you if it wasn't. She said, all right, well, let's figure out how because we Because television can... is kind of a no BS business. Like, they're, they're going to put it, it all there's, out there. There's just no time. Yeah. There's no time for BS, right? Mm-hmm. And so there's, okay, well, let's figure out a way to get you to do that and see if you can do that. And so putting me on CLTV and doing this and filling in here, filling in here, giving me tips, this, this or there. So it's been, it's been good. And so a highlight for you is just, just growth. Growth. Growth and change is always making yourself relevant, right? Mm-hmm. Not getting like what you're doing. You could easily be a DJ somewhere just pushing a button, mm-hmm. voice tracking, but instead you're I, sitting in your car, you're eating burritos, you're recording a podcast and putting online, just always trying to figure out a way to do something to stimulate yourself creative, creatively. Absolutely. So you don't, so you don't get caught in the, uh, I'm up now and I'm going and doing this or that. Like always trying to figure out something new that keeps my creative juices flowing. Yeah, I'm right I'm right there with you. Right. And I'm glad and thank you for pointing that out. I mean, for me, you know, jobs are not forever. No. How, what will survive a job? And for me, it's that stuff that I do above and beyond the job description, like a podcast. Right. I can take that with me. You can. Yeah. But also it it makes you more valuable, I think. I think that's, so not, that's, that's not necessarily the reason that you're doing it. But at the same time, it's like, well, who would you rather have around? I'd rather have the person who's always going and trying to do more to make themselves or make some kind of content that's interesting when we live in a world where there's content everywhere, right? Everywhere. And it's it's hard to cut through. Yeah, it is. And it's very hard to cut through. So we just ate the Hebritos at Boring Ken. Very Chicago thing, in which I, I'm surprised you didn't realize that that was a, a Chicago sandwich. No, I should have known that. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> no so, idea. We talked about how omnipresent you've been through the years in Chicago. What to you is what to you is the most quintessential Chicago thing? What what really is definitive or emblematic of the city? Gosh, it's so. And I've been thinking about this. I don't. You know the 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 go tos are there, right? The deep dish pizza, the Jules, <laughs> Jules, uh, Sears Tower. We're always going to call it the Sears Tower. Um, but to me. It's just Chicago to me feels like the biggest small town. It feels like, you know, I've gone to so many other cities and it just feels like home. I don't know if it's because I've always been here, but just people, the people of the city, the no-nonsense feel to it of Chicago can smell you out if you're a phony, right? Mm-hmm. You, you, you're just, you cannot fool people with that. 
and I there's some there's something you there's something unique about Chicagoans, and I don't know if it goes back to the corruption that everyone's been through, the horrible weather. Like I don't I don't know what it is if it's just a callus or whatever, but it's just it's 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 endearing to me that I don't. It feels like. When people go downtown, they say, well, Chicago is such a big city. It doesn't feel like a big city. Does it feel that big to you? I don't feel no. intimidated by Although, it at all. It feels like a big city when I'm coming back to Chicago from out of town. If I'm on a road trip and you get that first right. glimpse of the skyline, yeah, right. then it feels like, wow, this is a mighty place. True, for sure. But no, when you're walking around or just driving around, I mean, the fact that you know I live in the near north suburbs, some days I won't even take the expressway or Lakeshore Drive. I'll just side street it downtown. Yeah. Because you can't. I mean, that's that doesn't feel like a big city. I'm just no. taking side streets to work. Yep, it doesn't. And you're within a certain mile drive from smaller feeling neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. Uh, now you're a Schaumburg native. I yeah, from Schaumburg. Do, do the suburbs get a bad rap? Um, do they get a bad rap? <laughs> I, it, but maybe sometimes. But I think sometimes it's a well deserved. It's suburb. <laughs> I live in the suburbs now, right? So I lived in the suburbs, and I moved to the city for a while. My wife and I lived in the city. Now I live back in the far northern suburbs, out in the Grays Lake area. Uh, so I love the I love the suburbs where I live. Um, there's things about Schaumburg that were great where I grew up. There are other things when I drive back to Schaumburg now. I am I'm like wow. I'm so glad I don't live here. There's with- Akumas in Schaumburg now. There's Akumas in Schaumburg. There's Akumas in Vernon Hills. That's yes. opening, right? Um, yeah. So it's you know. Well, I mean, what do you, how do you feel about it? Do you think the suburbs get a bad rap? Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah, I feel like it, it's that. I think it's a youthful thing. Like when you're in your twenties. Yeah. Screw the suburbs. Screw you know seven oh eight. Eight four seven. You know, we are we are in the city. We are living with gang tags on our garages. We're proud of it. <laughs> I'm a hundred percent suburbanite now. There's no doubt. I am a yard person. I am. Uh, I want a garage. I want. Uh, we live on a lake now, so I've got a house on a small lake, and it's like this is it. There's no. There's no. I. Well, it helps that I work in the city all day, so I yeah. play in both. I feel the same way. I, right. I love the city. I've been here my entire life. But there's nothing wrong with living a little bit removed from the city. No. You, you can still get the, get the grit and fun and excitement of the city. Yeah. Without it, where I live when I leave in the morning, in the middle of the night, at 2.45 in the morning, uh, I see stars. Like a lot of stars. Yeah, that's cool. Not just, well, there's maybe the North Star. There's a lot of stars. <laughs> uh, that is character building. That, that, yeah. those are, t- are you ever not tired? Uh, I'm tired. Normally right now when we're recording this, I'm taking a nap. So I am pretty tired right now and pushing through. Uh, but the key is to the key is to figure out when to sleep and how much. If you sleep too much during the day, then you can't sleep at night. Then right. you get all off track. So you just need to get a little bit, a little bit of sleep during the day. But, all right. So I, I'll let you go home and sleep. Um, what do we have to look forward to coming up with Le Shock Report, WGN, WGNU? Um, well, the coaster thing is something I've kind of uh, been pursuing a little bit further and kind of what you're doing with this car. I have this segment called Coast in the Country where I travel all over the place and, uh, one, riding rides, telling the stories about the history of these rides, but also, like, meeting people along the way and uh, figuring out – it's kind of like a travel segment where I stop in places and uh, profile places that you can do- go. And that no, I saw thing. one you did with a kid. Coaster Kids, the, yeah. who has autism? Yes. Yes. Uh, his name is Logan. He's got a great YouTube channel. It's called Coaster Kids uh, with a K, Coaster with a K. And he was autistic to the point where he had a hard time communicating at all. And his father 
with him went on a roller coaster and he became it it became this therapeutic thing that got him to open up isn't that interesting and so the more he rode the more it it was a physical something happened to him physically that allowed him to open up more just turn on all those and switches and now at once. he has this youtube channel that's also this therapeutic thing where he talks about coasters and his whole thing is to be brave the be brave challenge so to step up and if it's not a roller coaster it's something else in your life that you're afraid of and try to conquer that it could be raising your hand in class and answering a question with your teacher there's 25,000 people following him on youtube now this kid's completely good for him and he's a great his dad coaster dad is a great guy and they're traveling all over the world and people you see the coaster kids shirts all over the place and it's a great thing i show it to my kids because it's very positive Mm -hmm. and it's very um you know enriching when you watch stuff like that so um yeah so telling stories about people like him and then just uh, having fun talking about these new rides and building out the YouTube channel. I've got my website, and WGN is so great to allow me to do this and do it on the air and pursue that. And a lot of people have been watching it, which is cool. So I'm going to see where that, where that goes, but I'm excited about it. Oh, you know, like I said, I don't go on roller coasters now because my equilibrium is, right. is just shot. But I, I have no problem watching people on coasters. Yeah, and that's, I that's, think that's part of the fun, right? Uh-huh. And trying to get people. I just rode a ride. I went back to my father's hometown in Shimokin, Pennsylvania, to this very small theme park there that has this ride that was just photo the best wooden roller coaster in the world. And I took my dad, who's going to be 84, took him back there. He hadn't been there since he was, you know, I don't know how old. And took him back, and he walked me through and told me some places about the park. And then we went on the ride together. So oh, that's going to air uh, next, uh, next Wednesday night on WGN. Seems like appropriate holiday, holiday time viewing. Yeah, and it's good. So things, things like that, and people that you see, you know, an eighty-four-year-old guy going on this crazy roller coaster, or somebody else. So it'd be maybe I get you on a ride. One I was going to say now I feel like an absolute pussy. Your eighty-four-year-old dad is <laughs> right. <laughs> so, right. Thanks. All right. So cool. You, so you, you're busy, Marcus. Right. In summary, trying to stay busy. You got a lot going on. Yep. Uh, so we'll see you on TV. We'll see you on. YouTube, we'll see you freaking everywhere. I thank you so much for having me on, and thank you for the Hiberito. Uh Thank Gabby. Right, and my wife will thank you later. And it's, the gift this, it's the uh, gift that will keep on giving all day long. When she's washing our sheets and <laughs> right. everything else because it just won't come out. you got to go through the wash like three or four times probably. It's one of those things. Remember back in the day where smoking was allowed in concert venues? Like It was one of those things where you'd go to a concert at Metro or Double Door or wherever – you couldn't walk in the back door of your house without wanting to completely disrobe because <laughs> right. you, you reeked of cigarettes. It's the same thing only with garlic. I just went bowling with my son, and I was thinking about that. There was a day where you couldn't see the you right. couldn't see like the keeping score thing, the projector and the bowling because <laughs> there was so, so much smoke. Yeah, you could do right? a cool light show. <laughs> you could, yeah, you could. You could. All right, Marcus Lashock, thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, Carcon Carne is presented by the Audubon Mazda of Evanston. Please, if you like this podcast, tell a friend. Thank you for listening.